Following is a Panihati festival lecture given by His Holiness Jaya Pataka Swami Maharaj on June 15, 1981 in Los Angeles, California, USA. is a very auspicious day to the first time in about three, four years that I was not present in Panihati for a, the Chiradoi festival there. I hope that they're observing it this year as we did in the previous year because it was Always a popular festival, but it had gone down to about 20,000, 15,000 people when we started coming three, four years ago. After Prabhupada went there twice and said he wanted to have a center there, then we started to go every year with Nitai Gore. And uh, now that festival has come up to nearly about 200,000 people. And we distribute about 50,000 people from Shira and Doi. Doi means uh, chipped rice and yogurt. This, of course, originally began with Raghunath Das Goswami, who was a Grihastha who wanted to leave his family and join Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he knew that he was supposed to approach Nityananda first. But when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came by there, he approached Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he asked him, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, for permission to join his movement and leave his house, then Lord Chaitanya told him that story that you can be Krishna conscious even within your house. You should be just like a woman uh, who has another lover than her husband, who very carefully does the housework, so she cannot be detected. You should so carefully do your material work, but your heart, your attachment should always be to Krishna. And this way, you should perform your devotional service and separation. Uh, very carefully, uh, also doing your material duties. So, of course, Raghunath Das, he followed those instructions, but he was also a little bit shattered that he was not able to join the movement of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu directly. And when he heard that Nityananda Prabhu was in Panihati with his associates, he took the advantage of approaching him. And he knew he had made a friend, trying to directly jump over Nityananda and go to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. One cannot jump over the guru and go to Goranga. But by mercy of the spiritual master, one can approach Krishna. 
By the mercy of Krishna, one is brought to spiritual master. And by the mercy of spiritual master, one is brought to Krishna. If someone tries to jump over his spiritual master, uh, then certainly he will be a failure in achieving success. So Raghunath Das Goswami, he was feeling that he had offended Nityananda Prabhu in his heart. And he came and he offered his obeisances prostrate, full out, just like a stick to Lord Nityananda from a distance. And Nityananda said, oh, he has tried to directly approach Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. For this, you must take the dandha, the punishment. So Raghunath Das said, whatever punishment you give, Lord, and Prabhupada said, yes, your punishment is you have to provide uh, prasad, chira, dairy, fruit for all these associates and all the devotees. He was the son of a rich landlord. There was no problem. That type of punishment, it was the greatest ecstasy that he could serve all the Vaishnavas. So he was very happy to do so. And he gathered, of course, you know this in the Chaitanya Charitamrita already, how we gathered all the uh, products from the villagers. He purchased yogurt, purchased the chipped rice, and purchased koi. Koi, koi means, it's amazing how many products they make from rice. <clears throat> koi is popped rice regular puffed rice that you find in India, muri, what they call puffed rice, which is very smooth and crunchy, has to have salt in it. So that can't be used with milk products, direct with milk, because milk and salt don't mix. But koi doesn't have any salt, and when it is fried, when it is made, it pops like a popcorn, only it's a pop rice. So it becomes very big, and it's very soft. So if you put it in milk, it, start, it becomes, it soaks up the milk in its own way. <laughs> it's very fluffy type. So that's very nice with condensed milk. So he bought big, uh, uh, huge amounts of quarry, chipped rice, yogurt, condensed milk, and different types of fruit. Koi. Koi is when Prabhupada says that famous story, Urai Koi Govindayanamo. You know that? That's one of these Gopal Bhar stories. That great uh, court gesture of the Maharaj Krishna Chandra. He was carrying a basket of this popped rice which is very light, lighter than Moody. Moody already is so light that one, one bushel of Moody, 40 kilos of Moody, takes a huge uh, bag. But Koi is one and a half times more expanded than Moody. So it's, it's very light. You can have like a big bowl like this and you put the milk in it and it'll just all shrink down to about this much. It's very deceiving. You think you have a lot. When you add a little milk, it's it just comes down back to the original rice size. So he was carrying a whole basket of this popped rice. All of a sudden a big wind came along and blew all the popped rice into the air. 
And before he took on, he said, what to do? He said, Uri Koi, oh, Pop Jerry said it's gone in the air. I offer you to go Govinda. <laughs> because before when he hits the ground, it's unalterable. So it's still in the air, so he offered it. <laughs> the proverb that used there, the thing is already wasted. It's going to be wasted when he offered to Govinda. Before that, he wouldn't offer it. When Prabhupada see that someone is, you know, like just like when the Brahmachari is ready to uh, try to leave the movement, and then you say, well, listen, I call up the other temple, I'm going to give you a good man. Just like, who do I care? Giving down or no? He's already out there, out the door, all right, I'm giving you a donation. Many times in India he would use that. When some would come in and donate something, but it was actually already uh, Krishna's beginning. So, <clears throat> this quote uh, was put with parts of condensed milk, the shira uh, with uh, yogurt, and of course that was distributed to all the people. And, you know from the Chaitanya Charitamrita, even the people who sold the yogurt and sold the grain, they also came. And they also partook in the feast. And uh, literally hundreds of thousands of people, I mean, just thousands and thousands of people were packed up there taking this prasad, they were even standing knee deep in water. Huh. And taking from these pots, and while Lord Vichananda and his associates were on a raised seat, and Lord Chaitanya had also a place there for him. And uh, suddenly Lord Chaitanya became visible to Nityananda and they were dancing to the people taking, and Nityananda was putting the prasad in Lord Chaitanya's mouth. Lord Chaitanya was putting the prasad and Nityananda was taking from the, the parts of the devotees and the, the, the general devotees that were there. In this way they were having so many transcendental pastimes. Huh. So... This is known as the Dhamma Mahotsav, or the Punishment Festival of Raghunath Das Goswami. So today, in Bengal, Panihati, Panihati is famous not only for this Dhamma Mahotsav Tala, or the place of the, this uh, Punishment Festival, but also that is the house of Raghav Pandit. Raghav Pandit, we know because his wife used to send the Raghav Joli to Lord Chaitanya in Puri. And he would take the whole year those condiments. But also Lord Chaitanya, uh, he is always residing there in Raghava Pandit's house. So we're trying to get this property. Prabhupada said it was very important if we can get. One of the five places that Lord Chaitanya always exists is uh, where Dityananda, whenever he's dancing, where uh, Gadadhar Prabhu is uh, making his uh, tamarind chutney, and where uh, in Raghava Pandit's house he's always there. So, every year at this time, for two, three days, there's a big festival where all the Gaudiya Vaishnavas from all different sampradayas, they all come there. And uh, they chant in Kirtan, and they sometimes uh, roll in the dust of other Vaishnavas' feet, and they have so many festivities. So. It was a small festival, about 10, 15,000 when we came. It started to grow and grow. So they have a place there, a marble raised seat, exactly under the same tree, just on the bank of the Ganges. 
So the first year that we came there, I remember we took Nittai Gore, and uh, that was actually the second year, so it was already very big. We took Nittai Gore to the place where originally Lord Chaitanya Nityananda sat. So what happened was there was already a Brahmin there who had set up a few little pictures of Lord Chaitanya. People were bringing up their little clay pots with chira and doi, yogurt, doi means yogurt, and chira means uh, chip rice. And, uh, you know, giving them ten paisa and having their boga offered to the little picture. So we kind of put the Brahmin's pictures off on one side and put the tiger down before I knew it was happening, you know, he got a little upset, but we told him no way. <laughs> One of those, you know. We'll give you a pot of cheer and doy. And uh, he stood up on the side there. But somehow or another we got Nittai Gore through. And then when the Nittai Gore came to the crowd, there was this one Kirtan group which were, that was singing from Habra. You know Habra. And the one singer, he was just singing, you know, Chaitanya Panchatatya Mantra. Suddenly when he saw Nittai Gore coming, he said, Nitai Gaur, Nitai Gaur Suche, Nitai Gaur Suche, Nitai Gaur Suche, Prema Bhano Dikte, Prema Bhano Dikte. And he made up this whole little song. Nitai Gaur has come to Panihati to run us in love of God. And he started just singing this whole little ballad spontaneously. And as soon as he said that, it started pouring rain. Start pouring rain. And then he started saying, Tainas raining from the sky. He started singing the song. Nitai Gaur brought the rain of mercy. And he started singing. And he started singing this over the song. So that was very good because the people that had all the chira and yogurt and everything, they had got stuck about a quarter mile up the road. There was no way they could get through the crowd. Somehow the people moved aside. It's a very narrow ten-foot road and just wall-to-wall people. There was no way that these devotees are carrying these huge loads of, you know, puffs and pops and all types of rice products and trying to, and there was no way they could get through. Suddenly, as soon as that rain hit, everybody, you know, ran to the sides of the building. <laughs> Dangerous. Padang, padang, yeah, be padang, the taste of You don't make them like they used to. So, when all the, uh, when the people, they suddenly, you know, walked out the middle of the road and uh, stood by the side of the building to get out of the rain, and the devotees ran with the chira, with the puffed rice, and they, somehow they got just to Nittai Gore, just behind them, and the rain stopped. And boom, all the people back on the road. Then they walked back to the lorry with the pot to get the, the big walks, you know, these big uh, tubs. And all the other took about two trips. But then again, they couldn't get through the crowd. Again, it rained. 
And the people stood and they ran through. Just that ten minute rain. They got all the the uh, the ingredients over to Nutai Gore. Then there was no water there. So what to use? Mother Ganges dipped in the it was downstream that time. The current. So they dipped in, took the Ganges water, washed off the chair. And so we wanted to make a hundred and eight Malsha bogs. This Malsha bog is a special treat, which has come from that festival, but it's been developed into a very wonderful thing. Malsha bog means that 108 clay pots with this chair break. So this is, uh, sometimes they have this, uh, they offer boga to all the Mahantas of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, all the associates. And during these different occasions, the people like Malsa, this type of clay pot and chia yogurt, uh, chipped rice yogurt. So what we did is we used the topmost recipe that we knew for making this type of Malsa bog offering for Nittai Gaur. By first taking the yogurt and the chia, soaking the chia, then mixing it, and then putting in this clay on the one side, and then that makes the basic standard with sugar and gur within it. And then you take on top of that and you put some sweet yogurt, then you put some cheese, chana, curdled curds, you know, call it chana, curdled milk, just the cheese part of it, with uh, raw candy on it, and then loose raw can- candy with a little bit of black pepper. Then white, very crispy, fried white puri, rasgula, gulab jamun, sandesh, kheer, it all goes on top. Okay, it's so big like this. So on the whole top, it's made this arrangement. Mango slices, chini chapa kola, type of banana which is called a butter banana. Very sweet. 16% or 18% sugar. Sweetest banana in the world. Then, the type of astringent blackberry called kalo jam. That means black jam berry. And also, gulab jam, rose berries, special type of berry that has a scent and taste just like a rose. Then jackfruit, fresh jackfruit, it is the season, and then lychee, lychee nuts. Then some tuberose, rose, also we put on one, just one side of it there. Then we take a little agarut and sprinkle agarut over. And then you take the big lychee, the big cardamom and take that in some Ganges water and mix it and then you take it and sprinkle it over. Then you see if you left off any sweets, maybe some sour puriya or other type of sweets and fill up the gap. <laughs> and then, of course, Binda Devi, Tulsi must be in everyone. So then the Tulsi is placed. So this is 108 such pots. And so we have the devotees had claws and they stood on the top of this marble thing on all sides and they held the cloth up so that no one could see. Of course, you know, the people were a little bit young. But they were more or less pretty respectful. And then we started putting the 108 pots and there was no room. The Brahmin had to stand off on the side. Frankly, it filled up. The whole thing was filled with these. And so we covered with new cloth over the offering so that no flies would land on it. And then 
with a big belt, Roy McCrunch, then, you know, you do one of those really, you know, those big offerings. Of you know, I mean, the people get into it. <coughs> Offer it. And then after the offering is over, then you, but when you offered, you took off the, the cloth over the offering, and then you have the people holding the, the cloth around it, take it away, and blow the cloth, and all the people see here the 108 mouths up. Everybody just comes up and down in ecstasy. And then you have this arti, and everyone is chanting with the arti, literally tens of thousands of people in that area, there's more beyond that, but in the whole area just packed. And everyone is chanting and watching the arti. And then finally when the arti is over, then what to do? Then it's time to distribute the prasadam. So of course, first we take off a few for pujaris and other things. <laughs> Some Cape Town devotees. And then, the first brave devotee who's going to distribute the prasad, you know, says, all right, he takes one pot, and you see him go into the mass of people, and suddenly you see just like an unlimited number of hands. It looks like, you know, Banasur has thousand hands, but there are more than thousand hands. And they're all going for this path. And then you see the devotee disappear. And you see suddenly that the path broken up in little pieces and that everyone... And then the devotee, after about five minutes, crawls out from the people, completely with a ripped shirt. <laughs> so we did it. We had to make another type of system. So then what we did is we had the devotees stand on a higher portion, like on the wall or something, and the people would lift their hands up and give it like that. And once in a while, the devotee would slip and lean over too far, and then again he would be crawled out of the <laughs> And the people, they go wild just to get this much prasad. It wasn't that they're starving, you know, that they have, because they wanted prasad. They knew this is very sacred. And everyone wanted to get this, this month's prasad, and practically what they would do to get it was unbelievable. And they would go to no end to get this month's prasad from that special Mahaprasad offering. So we gave that Brahmin, we moved off, we gave him one pod, just, you know. He said, I got a brother also. <laughs> so then, we had to, after those times, we had to we had to shift the operation a little bit off on one side, and then we had the big walks. And meanwhile, they're mixing more of the chia day. And the people, even after the chia, the chip dries and the yogurt was finished. We simply had the dry chia with water. That they also say, prasad. And when it, even just the plain chia with not even a salt or anything in it, they're still there. Anything to get rid of that prasad. After everything was finished, and we said one bag of chia left. People say, prasad. Prasad, I have to die, I have to die, Prasad. Give me a little Prasad, please. So, you know, then we mixed up even the plain and got a couple of kilos of gourd together, shoved it in there, and then gave. Everyone really eager for this Prasad. And actually, there were so many people that you, actually the people were waist deep 
in the water. The bathing gods and everything were completely packed with people. And you could actually see practically the pastime was being relived by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy. But last year we went to, we brought the boat with Nithai Go on the boat because we already had experience. You can't depend every other rains when it comes just on time. I mean that was a that was a rainfall, a windfall or something. But so this year we brought last year we brought the boat and we had the a game track that led right out from the boat right to the back of uh, this uh, special sitting place. But the Brahmins they were already ready for us. They didn't want to give up the vantage point, but we had we made a compromise that just for the hundred and eight offerings for one hour, we have to give us a place, and we had built a special candle where we're distributing the prasad to the public from there. We wouldn't distribute from here, but we'll just offer it here, and then take Nitai go over to our panda, which we constructed. So then we took the boat with the Hare Krishna flag, and we took a big circle around in the Ganges. And all the people were chanting from the side, Hare Bol, Jai Nitai go, while the boat made a big round with a kirtan party on it. And it was a similar distribution in kirtan. But here that it was raining, you see that the road, some of the people, they're chanting and they're completely soaking wet, but they still continue chanting. So many groups, some people, just five people would come in a group, some twenty. Uh-huh. Some would just come out singly to see and to participate. Uh, some would join into our group and start uh, chanting. It was very wonderful to see all the different uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavas. But uh, as I was, you know, after we started making the big hit, a few other bogus gurus came. And then last year, so what we did is, there was a panel on one side made by one of these bogus gurus. And when we offered the prasadam, everybody stomped over his panel to see the offering of the prasadam and tore his panel like the guy had to run away. So up to now we've been able to keep maintain the upper hand in the Paniyadi Festa. I hope that this year. <laughs> so actually, these festivals are nothing new. These festivals, we're reading how the festival even after Lord Chaitanya disappeared, that the festivals were held and Gorapurnima. Four hundred and fifty years ago, and um, of course, remember the time that Sri Prabhupada he went to Panihati, he saw the building there, and he said uh, that this building is too broken to be maintained. We should take a picture of it, exact all-angle picture, and tear it down and build the exact replica of Raghupandit's house, because there's so, uh, banyan trees and everything, the roots had grown right into the wall and broke, uh, breaking it down. Probably the whole roof was being held up by the roots. It's not a very secure situation, because any time could fall on your head. So he was saying to take exact photograph, but, uh, they were supposed to give that when they didn't give it to us, when they had promised to give it, and they didn't give it because there was a change in the, into a com, communist uh, government. But now we're overcoming those difficulties that they were first put up. But at that time, when it changed in the communist government, people had stopped it from coming to us. 
when the sacred Malati tree, there's a Malati which Lord Nityananda had planted, had grown out of the body of Raghav Pandit, Malati Lota, and uh, that tree, just last year when they refused to give the place to us the last year, died. It was growing since 500 years. So I use that to preach to people that this is due to all your offenses. You're not doing your regular sankirtan. So a lot of these places, of course, that was a very great relic. The tree is still there, but the Malati Lota, which was growing over the Samadhi of Raghav Pandit, I believe. It's Raghav Pandit Samadhi. But uh, now that has uh, left the world. So a lot of devotees are very upset. The original deities of Raghav Pandit are still there. The Radha Madana Gopal, I believe, Radha Madana Mohana deities are there. I believe those are his deities. And Prabhupada once had like a little picnic. And at that time he suggested that there can be a boat service from Calcutta to Panihati to Mayapur. People go by boat. And uh, have a nice scenic ride, rather than go by the dangerous route on the road, very comfortably go by the river. So we're investigating also to see whether that will be, for the festival maybe the devotees will be convenient to go out by uh, boat sometime. We're checking that out. This, uh, This summer we're going to take a boat up to Mayapur and see how long it takes. Bhavanandamara said that it was a very scenic view. He went on the boat one time. It's very beautiful. When I went around that one tour, it was very beautiful. There's so many temples on the side of the Ganges. So, Panihati is just near, about ten miles north of that is Kordaha. You know Kordaha. Sipat Kordaha. The Sipat Kordaha is the home after Krishna, after Chaitanya, excuse me, after Nityananda Prabhu, married Janava Devi and Basuda in Shaligram. Then he went to Navadut. From Navadut he went to Ambika Karna, from Ambika Karna he went to Adi Saptagram, the house of Udayan Thakur, Udayan Dutta Thakur, and from there he went to Kordaha. In Kordaha he made his house. And so the house of Nityananda Prabhu was still visited by devotees. And just like Shantipur was the holy place, for Advaita, like that, Korda was holy to Nityanandapur. And they had built a temple there over the, the samadhi of the umbilical cords of Birbhadra Prabhu and Ganga Devi, the son and daughter of Nityananda. And thousands of devotees come there and offer their obeisances to their temple of their umbilical cord. Which may sound strange, but it's not. When you consider that Virabhadra Prabhu is Kiradakshari Vishnu Avatar and that his umbilical cord is not material and that Vasudha, his mother, was Mahalakshmi, was Bharuni, 
Lord Balaram's consort. So anything that is coming from these transcendental personalities is also transcendental. So they have left uh, part of their transcendental formula that is sacred and worshipable. Everything in connection with the Lord is transcendental. Just like the Lord is transcendental. We say, Mahaprasade Govinde, Mahamadramani Vaishnave, Swata Punang Bhatarajang Vishwasamarajarati. Repeating these sacred words of Sukadeva Goswami. Because the Lord is transcendental. His Mahaprasad, Govinda Nam, His holy name, the Brahmanas, the Vaishnava devotees, some of us faith in the Lord and the things connected with Him and their transcendence is of no small piety, but it's greatly fortunate. Lord Chaitanya says, Sangopangastra Parsada. He's coming not alone, but with His associates, His assistants, His eternal uh, paraphernalia and weapons, and intimate associates. So, just as we respect Mahaprasad, because it's offered to Krishna, we don't criticize Mahaprasad because we know that once Krishna has touched it, it's become transcendental. Just like Lord Chaitanya, when he came from the Mangalarti Darshan, and they gave him that uh, cashew nut, Prasad and Jagannath Puri, and he tasted it, and he was just filled with love for Krishna, and he was saying that, how wonderful, how many cashew nuts we had in our life. But this cashew nut, which was tasted by Krishna, by Jagannath, how wonderful, how superb. This is nothing ordinary. And he was giving a piece to this devotee and that devotee and this devotee. And they're tasting. Because this has got the nectar from Krishna's lips. Therefore it has this inconceivable ocean of transcendental bliss within So, Mahaprasada, of course, is sacred, so everything connected. In Katwa, where Lord Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, accepted sannyas, they have the Samadhi Mandir to his hair. It's there he cut his hair off. You know how when they cut his hair off, the people were crying. They were pounding, they were screaming, No, no! Not like Chaitanya's hair! Not his transcendental hair! They couldn't see that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would be taking this Austerity. He is himself the Lord. He's the supreme enjoyer. Why should he do any austerity? An ordinary living entity does austerity to become free from karma, to become liberated, to become situated in transcendence and to achieve love for God. But Krishna himself, there's no need for him to do any type of austerity. He's Akarasa. He's always on the same transcendental platform. Akarasa. He's always in the same mellow of transcendence. He never comes under the illusion or need for any type of purification. Like an ordinary human being or even demigod may need. So the people were shocked and they were crushed and they were thrown into agony to see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's hair being cut. So with great faith, they gathered up every hair 
and with great devotion they placed it there in a in a samadhi in a, and that his hair is also being worshipped that temple for his hair since that time because his hair is also transcendent it's not material so just like you said the devotees have little things around their neck with little remnants in it anything in connection with Krishna becomes transcendental so there in Korda there is this uh, temple for Nityananda beautiful deity of Birbhadra such a beautiful deity Birbhadra Birbhadra is known as Abhinna Kolevar or having a non-different body from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu but Nityananda's son Birbhadra he had a non-different body from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu of course Maha, uh, Kiyodakshari Vishnu is Vishnu Tattva non-different from Krishna so Birbhadra he was non-different from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu he was very merciful very great preacher there's a story how they were having a festival uh, in commemoration of the disappearance of one great devotee Narahari you know Kiva Narahari Adhikari Chamaya Tulaya Narahari he would daily fan Chaitanya Mahaprabhu especially that Mahaprakash Arati he was there a great when he left all the Vaishnavas were thrown into separation he was practically the last devotee who was of that stature Lord Chaitanya's intimate associate to still be present and when he left and returned to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu it was a great uh, separation for all the devotees so at that time they held one festival and Virabhadra came there as did many other of the remaining uh, devotees like Achyutananda's brothers the sons of Advaita Gosai and Raghunandan Thakur Jadunandan Thakur the Srikhandavasis and uh, from uh, Kulnagram or even the pig herders chant Hare Krishna so many of these uh, devotees they all came Srinivas Acharya was there Ramchandra Kobiraj I believe Narottam Thakur at that time had to go with in Vrindavana for a visit. I'm not sure. I don't think he was able to come at that particular festival. But everyone else was there. And uh, so Dhrubhadra, he started to dance to Rikirtan. And his dancing, of course being Nityananda's son, Nityananda's dancing was such that Lord Chaitanya had to be there. So Dhrubhadra also had wonderful dancing. More beautiful than what the Gandharvas can conceive of. He was dancing before the deity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu there uh, to the Kirtan. And uh, there was one blind man who wanted to see the Kirtan. And he was there. He wanted to know what was going on. So he kept saying, what is happening? What is Gilbadra doing now? He said, now he's dancing in this way. And he described how he was dancing with his lotus eyes. Uh, how he was in this way dancing and now he's leaping and he's jumping and now what Birbhadra Prabhu doing suddenly he could see Haribo Haribo and his eyesight there before his very blind eyes was the beautiful vision of Birbhadra he could see and of course all the devotees were very ecstatic to see the blind person 
just by chanting Bhagavad's name and desiring to serve him to seeing his transcendental pastimes was given sight. And that kirtan, of course, went on and on and on deep into the night. Finally, in the dead of night, you see, the kirtan was at the full crescendo, but the people, the devotees, started to get deep into a separation. Kotai Gorachandra, where is Gorachandra? Kotai Nityananda, where is Nityananda? Where will we get their association? Where, where will we get those transcendental qualities? Where is Advaita? Where is Gadarha? Where can we get their association? Where is Sivas? Pandit? Where is Gadarha Das? Where is Murari? Where is Chandra Sekhar? Where is Harup? Rupa, Sanatana? Where is Narahari? And then, in this way, everyone, they became so overwhelmed in separation, feeling how unworthy they were. We should understand that this separation is not ordinary, like what Kami feel, lamentation or some type of misery. But this is a deep, intimate uh, mood of love and appreciation. So they were absorbed in this separation. And just to show you, how this is completely directed by Jogamaya and by Krishna's transcendental energy. You see, when they got down to what was practically the pit of separation, the 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 most intense separation, they were practically they were just virtually rivers of tears were flowing. Everyone was weeping. And they could hardly chant anymore. They're just saying their names and breaking up. They're choking up and crying and holding on to each other and, and just remembering all these qualities and passing out unconscious and someone would get up and then they'd go on chanting these the different separation songs and falling unconscious and crying. And in this state, what it looked like they're also going to leave their body practically in separation. Suddenly, by Krishna's mercy, Everyone felt the mood of Sangabog from Birohe. Separation came, the mood of union. And suddenly everyone became ecstatic. Jubilation. And they started embracing each other and jumping up and down. And the whole Kirtan mood changed just in a second. The whole current of transcendental rasa had shifted. And in that ocean of rasa, the current was now coming in a different direction by Krishna's mercy. And everyone, they were filled with a, with a feeling just as if Lord Chaitanya and the associates were present and they were filled with some transcendental joy. In the deepest separation, suddenly they became uh, jubilant in Krishna consciousness. And the Kirtan went, and this way, before they knew it, it was time for Mangalarti. <laughs> So then they attended the Mangalarti and went and took their bath. And the next day, of course, they had some prasad. Like this, they were having their festival. And Srinivas, Acharya, he would sometimes give the Bhagavatam class, the Abhadra would dance. Like this, they were having so many festivals. And of course, you probably heard about that big festival in Keturi. That's the festival which is really, maybe there's not time to tell you about that tonight. <laughs> that is a really 
in Maha festival. What happened was when Sini, when Anaratam came back from Vrindavana, and uh, you know he was a prince in his in his I guess in his previous life. He's a devotee right from birth, but practically he was the son of the brother of the king. He was a prince. But he never accepted that. He became a devotee of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. What? This is after Mahaprabhu. This is after. This is after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu left, like 50 years after he left. Second generation. And I described before how Srinivasacharya, Narottam, and Sharma Manda Pandit were in Vrindavan together and how uh, they received training from the... They had different gurus also. Uh, you know that Narottam Das Thakur's spiritual master was Gopinath Goswami and Srinivasacharya's spiritual master was... Uh, his Diksha guru was Gopal Bhatta Goswami but he took training, Shiksha, from Jiva Goswami. And uh, actually Shamananda Pandit who was known as Dukhi Krishna Das was initiated by Hudayananda, the disciple of Gauridas Pandit, who was Subal and Krishna's little intimate friend of Nityangura. But uh, Hudayananda sent him to Jiva Goswami with a note to please train him up in the Vaishnava philosophy very properly because Jiva, Jiva Goswami is the greatest pandit, and then send him back for preaching here after he thoroughly trained up. So they were all together, uh, Narottam, Shamananda and uh, Srinivasacharya. In Vrindavana, when of course then Govindaji, the deity, orders Srinivas that he has to take back all the books to Bengal. And uh, all the Rupa Goswami and other came in dream and they also ordered Jiva Goswami. So then they brought the books to Bengal, that's a whole other story. And up to that point they were together. And then Narottam went one way and preached in the eastern Bengal, eastern northern side. Srinivas stayed and preached around Burdwan, Bankura, districts of Bengal. And Shamananda Pandit went to Orissa, delivered Rasikananda, Srinivas delivered Ramchandra Kaviraj, and Narottam he delivered so many others. And this way they were preaching. But then they would all come together on certain occasions for these big festivals, like the one that they had in uh, Srikhandu for Narahari. So when Narottam came back, it was his desire that we were, I want to have a festival on Gaur Purnima. On the birthday of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we have a big Abhishek for the Lord and invite all the Vaishnavas to be present in that day. So he personally went to see Srinivas, who was also going to see him, because he was, wanted to have his association. The Vaishnavas, they always, although they preach, they always want to associate with other senior preachers to get uh, that association an inspiration of uh, exchanging transcendental mellows and uh, in discussing the preaching program and so on and so forth. So, when they met together, actually, before they met, one brahmana came and told Srinivas. At this time, Srinivas uh, was in the village of Baludi, I believe. This opposite, this very near to Narottam Das Thakur's house, so Narottam for his preaching field. He came, he was coming there, but the day before he came, a Brahman came and told him that Narottam Thakur is coming. And he said, well, what's the news? What has Narottam Thakur been doing? Well, he said, he's been preaching. 
So there was one devotee, big businessman, big uh, farmer, had a big silo of grain. But a snake, cobra, big cobra, went in that silo. So no one would go near it. So Narutam Thakur had a dream that this was Krishna's plan and that he should go there. And so Narutam Thakur went to that place and they said, where's your silo? He said, well, there's my silo. He said, but don't go near there. There's a cobra, there's a snake. Jai Nithai Gauraki! Jai Sisi Rukmini Dhargadishki! Jai Janotsubaravaramaki! So Narutam, he insisted and he went over and opened the door. And when he opened the door, the snake crawled out and turned into a, and uh, actually Chaitanya Mahabhu appeared there for a moment before everyone's eyes and then disappeared. And so that place they built a temple to Goranga Mahabhu and he took the whole silo of rice, there as you can take it. And he made a, built a temple with it and he had a big prasadam distribution. No problem? So, so yeah, then Narasimha Thakur came and he asked. When they met, of course, uh, Srinivasachari went out to the edge of the town when he heard he was coming and met him and they embraced and, paid, and then paid obeisances. And then he said, what is the, asked, what are the news from Narasimha? And he said, well, I went to Vrindavan and came back. And he took Srinivas aside and he said, it's my deep desire. I have six deities I want to have Abhishek on Gorpurni and have a big festival of all the Vaishnavas and I want you to perform the Abhishek. Tell how we can get, you've done one festival already, how we can get all the Vaishnavas to come. This is my, this is my keen desire. So Srinivas says, well, when it's your desire, of course, that means Chaitanya Mahaprabhu certainly he wants this done, I'll be glad to do whatever I can. And so that night everyone went to sleep and Srinivas was thinking, that all the devotees are in such separation. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had left the world. Practically they could hardly, they were coming to these festivals at that time was very difficult because not only did they have to walk a long distance, and many of them were old, but they were in such separation that uh, it took a special mercy to get them to come. And this is thinking how, he is very thought himself a very humble person, how would he be able to get them, you know, only with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy was there could it happen. Like this he was thinking and he dozed off and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared to him in a dream and told him that immediately send out the invitation. This is my desire to have this festival every, you see, to have this festival. You send out the invitations. Do not worry. They will be successful and disappear. So then Srinivas, the first thing in the morning he got ten messengers, wrote the letters out. In those days he didn't just call them out, write a letter, send a telex. No, I had to walk to Arisa to give the personal letter to Parashamana Pandit, please come. Walk one month and give the letter. <laughs> and they had to walk back to the festival. It wasn't just, you know, book out, hey, give me uh, 150 seats on the 747. It was, you know. But of course, so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy, 
everything is possible. So, he sent off the different messengers, one to Santipur, one to Navadip, one to Kordaha, to Janava Devi, like this, to different places, to the topmost Vaishnavas that were present. So, when Janava Devi received the letter, she thought, she's of course, you know, a woman, born, and uh, she's thinking whether I should go. She's a widow at that time. <clears throat> whether I should go. And then Lord Chaitanya appeared to her in a dream and also told her that you should go. They're my dear devotees. It is my desire to have this festival. You bring with you all the Vaishnavas. So Janava, when she declared that she's going to go to Keturi, then Minikitam Ramdas, Remember Minikiram Ramdas? He was just carried the flute and touched people and they'd break out in ecstatic symptoms. Minikitam Ramdas, Vindabandas Thakur, and uh, Govinda Kaviraj, and so many Krishna Kaviraj, all these different devotees. They practically, they left from there about 50 to 100 with also some female attendants for Janava Devi. They would call her Janava Iswari. Because she was the goddess, she was the goddess of fortune. She was the internal potency. She wasn't Jiva Tattva. So, she went and she went, Udayan Thakur picked him up on the way, went up to Doridas Pandit temple and offered prasadam to Nitai Gaur deity there, Sukhridai Nanda Hidai Chaitanya Das. And this way they're going, and the party was building up, Padayatra into like thousands. And finally they went up to Navadip. Sivas had already disappeared. Sivas and Srinivas Acharya, two different. The Panchatata Sivas had gone back with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But his brothers, Sripati and Srinidhi, they were there. So they were also, they stayed there for a couple of days and then whatever devotees were there, Dejing Ishan, Sripati, Srinidhi, they all joined the party. They all went up to Ketri. It was like the Maha, and they, or they, from there they went to Katwa. So Lord Chaitanya took sannyas, and then he took Raghunandam, Thakur, Jadunandam, Acharya, those other devotees. And this way the party is growing and growing until finally as they are approaching Keturi. And all, on the way, all the villages they went through, the people, they just lined up with uh, with offerings and kirtans to see that all these great devotees, whether you get a chance to see these devotees, and how fortunate. And the village that Keturi where they were going to, which was the, the king, he was sponsoring the whole thing, the uncle of Narottam. He put out his full treasury for this festival. That, you know, whatever it costs, we're going to send it. For the prasadam and the house and everything for the devotees. So those who looked at they were mad, thinking any, any day the Israeli Janavadevi is coming, all the devotees are coming, because of Narottam, our whole, our whole town is, is got so much mercy from Krishna from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, just because he has come, so much opportunity, the whole town completely forgot about anything else. Practically the whole town was simply Krishna conscious. All they could think about was the device novels that were coming, the festivals that were going to happen, and the kirtans that were going on. Everyone, they were completely absorbed in the festivities and the, and the preaching programs, then the preparations and cleaning the streets and decorating the houses, all for the welcome of the devotees. And as they were coming, each village, they all came out and offered garlands and paid obeisances and uh, did so many uh, 
uh, wash the feet of the great associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that were coming. And each village as they went, they're purifying the whole countryside in this way. And then finally, uh, they reached to the opposite side of the Padma River, where the Keturi is on the opposite side of the Padma, which is a branch coming off from the Ganges. Uh, the Ganges splits into the Padma and Bhagirathi. So, there the king had already had boats ready for them and took them right across, arranged their houses, gave them a place to stay, first bathed their feet, gave them a place to stay. Uh, just everything was arranged perfectly for their uh, convenience. And then immediately the non-stop kirtan and lectures and different programs were there. And everyone was thinking of the day when the big Abhishek would happen, the Gorpunima. So, the day of the Gorpunima, so everyone took their bath in the Ganges early in the morning or in the Padma, came there to the, uh, and uh, Janava Devi, she gave the command, the order to Srinivas, that you uh, do the Abhishek. Narutam was there helping him, and they did the big bathing of so many uh, things of sacred water, and uh, uh, installed the deities up on the Singhasana, and all the devotees were chanting in Kirtan and watching. And after this beautiful Abhishek was being performed, then uh, they asked what was, you know, next for the next order. So she said that distribute the garlands, the Mahaprasad garlands and Abhishek to all the associates. And so they distributed all those flower garlands to the associates of that were present, you know, like Achutananda, he came from Shantipur and met them in, uh, Achutananda himself, the number one son of, and his two brothers, they came and met them, the whole party with Janava Devi and Navadip and the company. So he was there, so they gave him and others their garland. And then after that, Janava personally sent two associates and they garlanded Narutam and Srinivas. And then the order was given that you start the Arti. So then Srinivas did the Arti for the deities. Goranga deities and Rahabala, different deities were there. And as the Arti was going on, Krishna, from his transcendental form, started, started to spread his actual bodily aroma. Krishna's bodily aroma, which, which excites the devotees with transcendental love beyond any you know, limit. He spread that aroma from his form, from the deity. And the devotees were smelling the transcendental form of Krishna. And they became mad in that kirtan. And they jumping up and down and just, they became mad in love for Krishna. Because of Krishna's uh, you see, transcendental presence through these, uh, just letting them smell his transcendental bodily realm, which is transcendental, uh, completely. They became mad in love for Krishna, completely ecstatic. And uh, after that arti was over, then Atutananda he told Marathan that you begin the kirtan.
Narottam was the Kirtan Thakur. The actual Kirtan Thakur. He was the Narottam Thakur. So, Narottam had his trained Madranda player and describes that before, like the warm-up, the Madranda players, they did so many beats, like it was like a five, ten minute warm-up with the Madrangas first, where they were all playing, you know, so many Madrangas and units exactly, and dancing. If you ever see them, they still do it in Bengal. And they completely, and they said they were going on their knees, they were jumping up, dancing, spinning around, doing a complete, you know, and then bringing it up, and then he started the kirtan. I don't know how do you you can you know how do you explain I mean you get a <laughs> right so and then today you can see three or four at unison they know how to do it more or less you know but you can imagine Americans private trained cold players you know. So they were just said described as the way that they, they played in unison exactly and, and such complicated beats. You know, and then brought it up to a crescendo and then he started the, the kirtan. So first he started a kirtan glorifying how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the combined uh, Radha and Krishna and it's in the mood of Radharani and then in this way he was chanting different pastimes and the devotees were all participating in the kirtan responsibly. And then he got into the Mahamantra kirtan, chanting Hare Krishna. And everyone, all those associates, they were all dancing kirtan and Maha Harinam. Everyone was there. Actually, the temple, the kirtan hall, where it was like when they were bathing the deities, was very small. But they said, this, it seemed like there were unlimited people. I mean, we say like pack-like, but I want to say that because it's like a, not a Vaishnav thing, but I don't know what you say, probably, what you would say, packed like, like a, like a New York, no, much more than that, like the Japanese subway. <laughs> Something completely, unlimited people were sitting in this small area to see the Abhishek. So this time the Kirtan was going on after the Abhishek and that was over. All these associates were dancing in that place and other people, they were all outside. And they were also chanting and they were all, jumping on each other, trying to look over and see all these great devotees dancing and, and chanting in Kirtan. And Narakam and Achutananda started dancing, and Janala was, was off on one side, and different devotees, they were all dancing and chanting in Kirtan. And uh, they were feeling deep separation at one point from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So intense separation from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And suddenly, suddenly, the most transcendental, inconceivable mercy of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu happened. What is, what is inconceivable, which has made that place, uh, in the eternal history of the Vaishnav culture, is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself, with Vichinanda, with Adoita, with Gadadha, with Srivas, with Narahari, with Rupa Goswami, Sadhub Ramanandarai, all the associates who had disappeared, they all appeared right there, in person, and they participated, jumped up in the Kirtan, all the devotees, they paid their be no, Kirtan, and they all 
had a huge kirtan. The devotees who had disappeared from the world already with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself, and all the second and third and fourth generation devotees who were still present, all together, they were all chanting in Sankirtan. And it was the most ecstatic Sankirtan who could imagine. Nityananda was embracing his, uh, his uh, associates. And they're all reunited again. Achutananda was, uh, was dancing with uh, Abhita Gosai. Every devotee's desire was completely satisfied. And the people all said they couldn't, they were completely, they think how, how fortunate they were. They hadn't even been born after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had left. They were able to see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu present before their very eyes at this sacred place. And that this way the kirtan ran on and on and on like a day of Brahma. The kirtan just kept going on. And all these devotees and the Lord himself, the beautiful prakat or prakat, everyone was present there. And suddenly, at one point, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and all the devotees who were uprakat, who were actually, already their lilas were elsewhere, they disappeared. Kotari Gorachandra, Kotai Nitananda, Kotai Daita, Kotai Gorahara, Kotai, where is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Where is Nityananda? Where is the Daita? Where is Gorahara? Where is Srivas? Where is Sarudhavana, Ramananda, Rupa Sanasana? Where are they now? And the devotees were thrown into again the abyss of separation, pulling their hair and falling unconscious, rolling on the ground, beating their their Chaitanya Mahaprabhu from there, and now he disappeared again. The Janava Devi, she said again, do not lament, this is the Lord's inconceivable mercy, go on chanting. And so then they had a tremendous Birohi separation kirtan, which practically melted the rock. And everyone chanted, then they took their bath again and uh, after seeing Mangalarti and Janava Devi that day after Gorpunima she personally prepared the prasadam the boga for Lord Chaitanya and the deity personally prepared an offer with greatest love and devotion. And then she personally had first all the associates and the Mahantas, like Ramchandra Kaviraj and others, they had them all sit down. And she personally supervised everyone getting this prasadam. And the devotees, of course, to get prasadam, just like when some great when Radharani or Samavadevi or someone prepares prasadam, of course, that prasadam is very special. That was very special. So, Janavas, he personally prepared this prasadam, offered, and then saw that all these great devotees, as they were served, this prasadam. Prepared the boga, offered, and then. So, after they took then, the distribution of prasad went on, and on, and on. And literally, just hundreds of thousands of people kept coming and coming, and everyone was fed with prasadam. Long into the night, the day after the Gorpunima. A big prasadam distribution. Everyone who came, and everyone, the whole 
You see, they would go and bow down in that place where Lord Chaitanya had appeared and where all the devotees had danced and just take the dust. But how fortunate Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. And that was the place that Narasam would always tend. Lord Chaitanya himself and his associates had appeared there. So like this, there were so many festivals they had. So we could also hope. We hear at one time Prabhupada was commenting how he saw Lord Chaitanya Nityananda dancing amongst the Rath Yatra in 1971 or something like that in uh, San Francisco. I heard a story about that. And of course, how wonderful it would be uh, to be reunited even with those like Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasri Thakur Gorky Shura, Bhakti Dino Thakur, Jagannath Das Bhavati Baladevi Jivas and other great associates and Acharyas. Anything is possible. Nothing is impossible, of course. Such great devotees are there, they deserve it. We don't deserve anything but being kicked for our them. But, considering the inconceivable mercy of Lord Nityananda, we can always hope for different types of transcendental mercy. Because they can do anything. They're independent. Independent controller. They're not subject to doing according to anyone else's calculation. They're independent. They can do as they see fit, as they like. So if Chaitanya Mahabhu wants to appear, or if he wants to have any devotees appear, of course he's present. But who is able to see? Like a Tanihati, not everyone could see. Only a few could see virtue. But here everyone was able to see. Even after he disappeared for a long time, Panihati was still present, but he was in Puri. Here he'd already left the world. And all his associates had left, but they all appeared. So Jesus Christ, he just came back alone, but when Lord Chaitanya came back, he came back with everybody. <laughs> and of course, that's not the only time. On several occasions, even different yugas, devotees, when they worshipped Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, just like Ramanuja Acharya, when he went to Navudip, he also saw Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, personally. But he wanted to stay there and preach Bhakti because the Lord Chaitanya told him that he should continue preaching Dasyarasa. So that he would help him in his pastimes and come and meet him at that time. Like that, each of the four Acharyas, they also had pastimes for Lord Chaitanya. Yudha Sampradaya began in Navadvip Dham. Vishnu Swami met Lord Shiva in Navadvip only. And Nimbarka met the four Kumaras in Bel Pukur, where we have just rebuilt the temple of the deity of Satimaka. And that Bel Pukur, that's where the four Kumaras gave their mercy to Nimbarka Goswami. And he was started the Nimbarka the Kumara Sampradaya Vaishnavism. And he also worshipped Chaitanya Mahaprabhu there. And Lord Chaitanya told them to simply preach Radha Krishna worship. So we can discuss more of these things future days. We can hope for the special mercy. That's what we should do. 
Rather than hoping that we'll be happy in this material world, which is simply a waste of time, we should hope that by sincerely engaging in a Sankirtan movement, and that this will be pleasing to our spiritual master, and this will bring us and actually the presence of the Lord. The Lord, he appeared in the middle of the big Sankirtan judgment, the big festivals and the big preaching. So Bhakti Siddhanta Sasitakura, he advised that by submerging oneself into the Sankirtan movement, that one can relish the highest appreciation, highest realization of pure love for Krishna. Radha Krishna. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Jaya Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhupada Siyadaita Gadadhara Sivasari Gaurabhatta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare Hare 